0: Life, someone said, is what happens while we're waiting around for other things to happen that never do. Amen, as Brother Douglas would have said, hoisting his Bible like a sword and brandishing it there framed by stained glass windows depicting the parable of the talents, Mary Magdalene at the tomb, the Assumption. Back then and back home, There among kudzu and the westward cup of Crowley's Ridge and eastward levees built to keep the river out, I'd been a golden child, headed for greatness. Greatness meaning only escape from that town and its mean horizons. I'd ridden the cock horse of a scholarship down the river to New Orleans, then back up it to Chicago, following the course of jazz, where, once I had secured a fellowship, Head and future pointed like twin bullets towards professordom. Then, our president went surreptitiously to war and took me with him. Walking on elbows through green even greener than I'd grown up among, I recited Chaucer, recalled Euclid, enumerated, as a means of staying awake and alert, principles of economy, and left them there behind me on the trail, spore droppings. No difficulty for this boy, rejoining society. I got off the plane on a Friday in Memphis, stood outside the bus station for an hour or so without going inside, then left. Never made it home. Found a cheap hotel. Monday I walked halfway across the city to the PD and filled out an application. Why the PD? After all these years, I can't remember any particular train of thought that led me there. I'd spent two and a half years getting shot at. Maybe I figured that was qualification enough. Weeks later, instead of walking on elbows, I was sitting in a ford that swayed and bucked like a son of a bitch, cylinders banging the whole time. Still making my way through the wilderness, though. If anything, the city was a stranger more alien place to me than the jungle had been. Officer Billy Neighbors was driving. He had breath that would peel paint and paper off walls and singe the pin feathers off chickens. What I need you to do, he said, is just shut the fuck up and sit there and keep your eyes open till I tell you to do something else. That's all I need you to do. He hauled the beast down Jefferson. Towards Washington Bottoms, over a spectacular collection of potholes, and into what appeared to be either a long abandoned warehouse district or the set for some post war science fiction epic. We pulled up alongside the only visible life forms hereabouts, all of them hovering about a Spurs station advertising Best Barbecue. A four floor apartment house across the street had fallen into itself. And a young woman sat on the curb outside, staring at her shoes, strings of saliva snailing slowly down a black t shirt, reading Eightful De Ed. A huge rotten wooden tooth hung outside the one time dentist's office to the right. The empty lot to the left had grown a fine crop of treadbare auto tires, bags of garbage, bits and pieces of shopping carts, bicycles, and plastic coolers. Jagged chunks of brick and cinder block. Neighbors had the special on a Kaiser roll, Fritos, and a 20 ounce coffee. I copied the coffee, passed on the rest. Hell, I could live for a week off what he spilled down his shirt front. But that day, his shirt was destined to stay clean a while longer because once we'd settled back in the squad and he started unwrapping, we got a call. Disturbance of the Peace, Magnolia Arms. Apartment 24. He drove us 12 blocks to a place that looked pretty much like the one we'd left. Gotta be your first DP, right? I nodded. Shit. He looked down at his wrapped barbecue. Grease crept out slowly onto the dash. You sit here. Anything looks out of whack. You hear anything. You call in. Officer needs assistance. Don't think about it. Don't try to figure it out. Just hit the fucking button. You got that? Gee, I'm not sure, cap'n. You know how I is. Neighbors rolled his eyes.